Welcome to 5-Minute Finance, a podcast that explores topics that are impacting your money. Join us as we discuss what is moving the economy, markets, stocks, and personal finance. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Before acting on any financial advice, you should consult a financial professional who can review your specific financial situation. Any opinions expressed by the hosts or guests are their own and do not reflect the opinion of LVM Capital Management. Clients or employees of LVM Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in the podcast. Welcome to 5-Minute Finance. Tyler and Jordan here. We are going to be discussing some of the fundamental factors in investing. We're going to be looking at quality, value, momentum, and growth as factors when you're looking at companies or investments. Today, we're going to start with quality. And throughout the next uh, few weeks and months, we'll be bringing in some of these other factors that we look at when we're evaluating a company for investing. So today, we're going to start with quality. And Jordan, what comes to mind to you when you think of a quality company? When it comes to a quality company, I think of you know someone who is efficient with the capital that they invest or manage. So we look at different ratios, and you've heard us talk about these in meetings. ROE, ROIC, and ROA, um, return on equity, return on invested capital, and return on assets. Tyler, maybe you can walk us through a little bit of how these are calculated and why we specifically look at these ratios. Yeah. So operating efficiency is key for finding a quality company. Return on capital is more or less when you are investing in a company, portion of that capital or those earnings are yours as a shareholder of a business. And a portion of that may get paid back to you in the form of a dividend or share repurchases. But also, you are trusting management to find new projects to grow the business. And that's what the return on capital is. What of the earnings that are you know the shareholders gets reinvested back in the business to grow, and that's a return on that capital. And you know some of the key ones when you're looking at quality companies are return on equity, return on assets, and return on invested capital. The return on equity and return on assets a little bit easier to calculate overall for the market. Return on invested capital can get a little noisy, but when you look at the return on equity for the S&P 500, right now is about 20%. So we would say a high quality company would have, or at least a portion of that high quality company would have return on equities close to that 20% or hopefully greater than 20%. The other figure, return on assets, currently for the market is about 4%. And so we would look at a company that would be high quality, would have something uh, well north of 4% to be high quality. The other portion of operating efficiency is company margins. So when we look at gross margins, that's just a factor of your sales less your cost of goods sold. And so inside of cost of goods sold, you could have just the materials to produce the product, the allocation towards the manufacturing plant that's being produced in that product. So it's really just kind of that the raw portion of this, what is creating that good. So gross margins for the S&P 500 is right around 34% today. And then the other piece of margins that we look at for operating efficiency is operating margins, which then would take your gross margin, less any of those other expenses, SG&A, so sales, general, and administration. Think about paying the back office folks, paying your sales team, research and development, things like that. And that gets you to your operating margin. And the operating margin for the S&P 500 currently is right around 15%. So that's our operating efficiency. And these can be wildly different based on 
different industries, right? We're not going to value banks like we are, say, Walmart. You know, uh, Walmart's margins are going to be much smaller than uh, American Express or, you know, you bring in, you know, high margin business like a Microsoft or a Google, right? So while we're quoting the S&P 500, different industries are going to have wildly different metrics. Yeah. And that brings up a great point there. When we talk about another piece of quality is that earnings quality or earnings stability or versus earnings variability. And within that, we take a look at the accruals ratio. And this one's a little more difficult to find on the S&P 500. But these are the things that we are looking at when we're looking at earnings stability and what is the quality of that earnings and more or less, there's a formula for it, but more or less, you, you essentially just want your free cash flow to grow with your net income. And so that is, if your free cash flow is growing with at least your net income, that would be a very high accruals ratio and would rank you as a high quality company. And one that I think doesn't get a lot of attention, we certainly focus on it here, but the leveraging capital structure. So we talk a lot about interest rates going up. A lot of companies borrow to finance operations and the debt levels get worked into these ratios, whether it's interest expense or when we look at ROE, the, the capital structure between the company, between their debt and equity. Let's talk, Tyler, a little bit about total debt to equity or net debt to EBITDA ratios, why we look at that and what those calculations are. Yeah. So that's a great point there. That's that's one of the third pillars, I guess, of finding a quality company is the leverage or capital structure. So debt to equity, right? How much debt do you have relative to the equity of the company? Or in a lot of cases, we'll take a look at net debt to EBITDA. EBITDA figure is a measure of cash flow of the company. So how many years of cash flow do you have relative to the total debt on your balance sheet? When you look at total debt to equity of the S&P 500, it's about 115%. Those figures can be a little challenging to get to just because the way the accounting has changed and the way accountants now have the ability to, or actually don't have the ability to maybe gross up the value of a business, like of their goodwill. It kind of just stays at, at carrying value for the most part. I think the easiest way for us when we're looking at a company to find a high quality balance sheet is to take a look at how much debt you have relative to your cash flow. Currently for the S&P 500, it's about 1.6 times. What that 1.6 times means is you're just taking your net debt divided by your EBITDA or a cash flow figure. So that would suggest that you have 1.6 years of EBITDA for your total debt. Like it would it would take you 1.6 years to have 100% of your EBITDA to pay off all of your debts. And I think one of the last ones on the what we're looking for in a quality company and this one is not always easy to quantify, but we look at economic moats, good management or brand pricing power. And I think most people recognize brands, you know, brand power is important. You know, how do you stick a number on that? How do we define quality around that good management? You can look at the track record to say, okay, management has been very acquisitive with companies. When they buy it, it usually adds to the bottom line. Or in the case of, you know, Altria comes to mind for me, where they made a number of acquisitions and had to have written them down to almost zero. Um, So that's something we look at that, again, is not always easily quantifiable. Yeah, I think for me, the good management, you would go back to the operating efficiency, right? What are the returns on capital from management? But it's more subjective. The other brand and pricing power, I think that's also maybe a little more subjective. But if you see a company that has the ability to continue to raise their prices, I mean, Apple comes to mind. Thank you. (laughs) The, you know, the iPhone seven to 10 years ago or or whenever when it first came out, it was probably six or 700 bucks. Now it's twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. So they certainly have had the ability to raise their prices, which has led to some good cash flow and bottom lines for Apple. 
So Warren Buffett has a quote here we think was pretty fitting. It's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. Yep. And so that will actually lead in perfectly because um, in a few weeks we will do value and that's the price portion that Warren Buffett was talking about there. So you have to kind of marry all of these factors together to find what you would expect to be an attractive investment, right? It can't just be very high quality company. You also have to look at the price and we'll kind of review that in our next podcast when we're looking at value and how to value a company relative to the investment factors. Good. Well, I think we'll end it there. If anyone has any questions, podcast at lvmcapital.com. Thank you.